Welcome to the Husband Factory Podcast. I'm the host and founder, Makita Kamara Omensa. Join me here every week where I help single women meet good men and enjoy great marriages using proven faith-based principles. Now, here's today's episode. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Hope you're having a great day so far. I want to talk to you about not dating devils. Now, there is a particular type of person that is really bad, and that is the person that has a bad motive for getting married. Not everybody wants to get married for the right reasons. Not everybody wants to get married because they love you or because they want to share their life with you. They they see them having a beautiful future with you. They see you guys doing great things together. Not everybody has a good motive for getting married. So let me tell you a story about a young lady named Deborah. Marriage is all about alliances, right? And marriage is an expensive alliance. We need the help of the Holy Spirit to check our alliance. We need to make sure that we have, not only does the person have a good motive, we need to make sure we have a good motive. So you need to ask yourself, what's your motive for getting married? If I were to ask you right now, why do you want to get married? I know you'd be like, Miss Makita, just leave me alone. <laughs> but seriously, why do you want to get married? Do you know what your motive is? is very important. It's very important. So there's a lovely Christian woman and her name is Deborah. She's in her early 30s. And after a while, you know, she started to feel inadequate because she was single. And unfortunately, the church world does that. It's not just, you know, the external world. The church world does that. People that are nosy start asking, oh, when are you getting married? Or you don't want to have any children? Or, you know, they just ask too many questions. It's really none of their business. But, you know, it can really get to a lot of people. And so she started to feel a little inadequate because she was single. You know, all of her friends had settled into their own marriages. And then you know how your mind can play tricks on you. So she just, you know, kind of in despair. And because she started to feel like, OK, what is really happening here? She decided to marry a gentleman and he appeared to be everything she wanted. Right. He appeared to be good. You know, it's just that he wasn't a committed Christian. But other than that, he was okay. I mean, he was handsome. He was well-to-do. He had a, a comfortable job. He was intelligent and he was very, very generous. I mean, he treated her very well. It's just that he wasn't a committed Christian, you know, but, you know, she was like, so Deborah figured, you know, this guy's nice. He's kind. He's very understanding. And so she went ahead with the relationship. You know how a lot of us do is like, okay, he seems okay. I need to give him a chance. Everything else is perfect. He's just not such a committed Christian, but that can come. In, her, in the back of her mind, she was thinking it will come. But guess what? They went ahead and got married. And this is a true story, by the way. They went ahead and got married. And uh, do you know what? The first thing that happened after their wedding is that she discovered that her husband was a sex pervert, that he was not only he was a homosexual, that he loved pornography, and that he wanted her his wife to engage in some perverted acts with him. Now, she had no way of knowing that before marriage because, you know, they waited until they got married. And of course, he didn't disclose it because he needed to get married to kind of hide his sexual status. He needed to get married to hide that he was a homosexual. He didn't want other people to know that. But once he got married, then it kind of he has that front on the outside, you know, perfect 
wife and, you know, perfect husband and everything, but he had a, he had this sexual perversion that, you know, he involved her in and he involved it with people that who knew about his lifestyle. And, you know, when she refused, he beat her, you know, he, and then he also, he also, he resorted to inviting his friends over because he, he, that was his lifestyle. She just didn't do her homework to find out, you know, more about him. And so, you know, it was just a mental torture for her. So, you know, after she, she just couldn't take it anymore, you know, that's pretty bad if somebody has sexual perversion, but then they bring it into the house and then they expect you to be involved. And then when you refuse, then they invite their friends over to just do their thing. And you may be listening to me like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But tell, let me tell you, it's unfortunate. A lot of people, a lot of married people don't tell you the truth. That happens a lot more often than you realize. It's just that people are ashamed. They don't talk about it. It happens a lot that people get married and find out that their husband was a sexual pervert or that he has all these weird things that he wants them to do. And they didn't find out while they were dating. So now you're stuck in a marriage. Who do you talk to? Who do you tell this to? If you're fortunate, you have a pastor you can tell. But at the end of the day, you're married. This is your husband. What are you going to do? You're going to have to do a whole lot of praying and you're going to have to figure things out. So what Deborah did is that she just left. I mean, she, 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 she just couldn't take it anymore. So after a year, she left him. But the worst part about it is this. She started getting really sick. You know, and it was weird. She, you know, she started feeling a way that she had never felt before because she's in her early 30s. You know, you're pretty you're still pretty healthy in your 30s and you're should be, you know, full of life and energy and everything else. And she wasn't overweight. She didn't have any, you know, diabetes or any pre-existing health conditions, nothing in her family. So she couldn't understand why she was feeling the way that she was until she went to routine health screening and found out the devastating news. She was HIV positive and she became HIV positive because of the lascivious lifestyle of her non-Christian husband. Now that is serious and it's so sad because it happens. So the question you have to ask yourself as a single woman is why do I want to get married? And the men in my life, the men in my life, why do they want to get married? That should be at the back of your head. Once a man starts showing that he's interested or that he wants more than just your friendship, why does he want to get married? Not everybody is transparent. Not everybody is an open book. Actually, most people are not. <laughs> most people are not an open book. So you have to ask yourself, what is their underlying motive? And the underlying motive could be a good one, but it may not be a good one. Like for the gentleman that was married to Deborah, his was he just wanted to have a front, you know, to show people that he was okay, even though he wasn't okay. So he used her to show that, although he had a secret life that was really, really destructive. So here are some of the motives that that men have or that people have. Somebody could be a widower, you know, a man that has lost his wife and he just needs a mother for his children. That could be a motive. It could be a refugee or immigrant that needs to legalize his status. I have a, a podcast episode on that. That's a motive. Some people, that's the reason why they want to get married is because they want to be legal in the country that they're in. Some people want to get married because they're an orphan and they need the security of a home. And that's usually applies to young women, 18, 19. You just want that security of having a home. 
sometimes you meet a powerful man, a politician, a pastor, a community leader who needs a, a wife to go with his office. He is in a position where it's kind of frowned upon if he doesn't have a wife. Frown, you know, if if he doesn't have a wife, people start to wonder, okay, so what's going on with him? You know, there are people like that and they will use you for that. They'll look at, they'll look out for who will fit that bill. So that's their motive. Some sickly people, there are men that are sick that they need a nurse. I'm telling you the truth. I know it sounds so bad. Why would somebody do that? But they do. That's their motive for wanting to get married. There are men that are sick and they need a nurse and they probably have enough money, you know, to take care of themselves, but they also need somebody to help take care of them. They won't, they're not going to tell you that. They're going to, you know, go through love with you. And it doesn't mean that they don't genuinely love you. I don't want you to think they don't genuinely love you, but that's their motive behind what they're doing. Then there's some dysfunctional people like the gentleman that um, Deborah married who just need healing or deliverance. But they instead of getting the healing or deliverance they need, they just they just get married and hope to cover it up. You know, so you don't want to be any of those people. You don't want to marry anyone that has those those motives. You want to check your own heart for your motives. And then you want to make sure you know the other person well enough to determine his real motives for wanting to get married. Make sure you take the time to get to know the person before you become emotionally involved. I've said that almost every episode, do not get emotionally involved without getting to know the person. Because if you do that, the chances of you marrying somebody with a with a wrong motive is very, very super high, super high. Now, here are some of the reasons I'm going to give you seven reasons why people make the wrong choice. And these are also bad motives, lust of the flesh. Now, loss of the flesh is like, you know, you are craving for sex. You're like, look, I better get married instead of just burning and do something crazy or keep living like this, you know, keep sinning against God and all that. Yeah, but that that at the end of the day, that won't help you. It won't help you because you're still going to be stuck with the person once you get married. And then you don't know if that person is really the right person for you because your motive is just to just to have sex. So I'm going to do a podcast episode on on that whole thing. And some people get married for lust of the eyes like they, they're greedy. You know, they're looking at this person is from a rich background. You know, they have a good job. I have a good job. When we get together, we're going to be a power couple. And there's nothing wrong with thinking like that, but that should not be your motive. You know, there's nothing wrong with thinking, okay, I want to marry somebody who's at the same socioeconomic status I am or who has had success in their life. There's nothing wrong with that, but that shouldn't be your motive. If that person lost everything, and I mean everything, and it happens, people lose everything in a day. It absolutely happens. Would you still be their friend? Would you still love them? Would you still honor them? Would you still be able to respect them? That's what matters. All that glitters is not gold. People have gotten really abused seeking after somebody because of the lust of the eyes. And, you know, and then the pride of life is just that whole thing where you care more about your own self. What what can you gain from you want to marry somebody because of what you can gain from them, not for who they are? You know, some people, they want someone who has attributes that would enhance what they have. They're not interested in giving or contributing to the other person's life. So a man may marry a woman not because he loves her, 
But because, you know, she'll satisfy his his desire, she'll cook for him, she'll take care of his parents, she'll take care of his siblings, take care of his children, improve his financial position, help him with his business connections. And then a woman may marry a man because, you know, he has financial security. He'll help her with her parents, her siblings. He'll provide help for her with an education. He'll get he'll give her material needs such as clothes, jewelry and the cars. They'll be able to go on vacation to foreign countries. These are all examples of sexual motives and desires and not love. So these are all examples of someone who is fundamentally interested in making himself or herself happy and not thinking about being a blessing to somebody else's life. Let me tell you something. Marriage is about sacrifice. It's not about what you can gain. It's about what you can give to the other person. You'll find that out when you get married. The happiest marriage in the world is when two people are looking to see how they can best serve each other. Those are the happiest marriages. They're in a competition to serve each other better. They're in a competition to serve the other person and love the other person more than the other person is serving and loving them. Those are the happiest marriages. So if you have any motive in you that is about what you can gain from the other person, I want you to take a chance and check back and look at it again because you need to, Surrender that motive to the Holy Spirit and let him help you. And also, if there's a man in your life right now who may be showing you that he's interested in marrying you, what really is his motive behind it? Find out. Get to know him. And if you don't have a man in your life, as the men start coming into your life, make sure you take the time to get to know them before you start getting emotionally involved. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you them before you even go out with them. Let's say somebody asks you for your phone number, you exchange phone numbers. That's the time to pray about it. Not after you heard his good, his deep voice and you're like, ooh, yes, you can talk to me. You know, there's some men that have those voices like, yes, <laughs> yes, talk, keep talking. You don't wait until that happens. You don't wait until you've gone out with him and had a great time and, you know, were able to talk to him for hours. Then you start asking God, God, you know, what's his motive? What? Why is he even dating me? Is he real? You know, is this a good person? No. I've said before that God doesn't choose your husband, but God can certainly advise you and he can direct you if you ask him. And if you ask him soon enough that you can get an answer, you can't ask him after you've already decided that this is the right person or you've already fallen in love. So I hope you've learned a lot from this episode. I hope to see you again next week. Remember that God has a great, great guy for you. The guy that God is going to give you is going to absolutely blow your mind. So the best thing you can do is to be ready. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. I'm sure you got a lot out of today's episode. Don't forget to share. And guess what? The conversation doesn't have to end here. Hop online to www.husbandfactory.com to subscribe to my VIP newsletter. Just scroll to the bottom of any page and you'll see the button there. Remember, all the great love stories you've ever heard, out of all of them, yours is going to be the best. Can't wait to hear it. See you next week.